Hi there, welcome to Shiloh Tabernacle London. We're located in South East London in Woolwich Dockyard, Block 1, Unit 9, Dockyard Industrial Estate, Woolwich Church Street, SC18 5PQ. Join us for our Bible study every Friday from 7.30 to 9pm and you can't miss our Sunday services packed with prayer, vibrant worship and a powerful word. First service is 9am to 10.30 followed by our family service from 10.30 to 12.30. And now for the best part, let's get into the word. Thank you. To God be the glory. Um, thank you, Reverend, um, for the good session. I joined late. Uh, that's another testimony altogether. But um, when I joined, you were praying for the tongue um, that we that we may use it in this season for what God created this tongue to be used for. Hallelujah. And I was, and I was, and I was pleased. I was like, oh my God, thank you for this as a confirmation. Hallelujah. Um, the message today is called a tongue to bless. Hallelujah. If we quickly open um, our Bibles and we go to the to the book of James. We're gonna leave, we're gonna read the third chapter and few first verses. Hallelujah. I'm gonna use the New International Version, and it's called "Taming the Tongue." That's the title of the of, of this of this chapter. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, hallelujah, able to keep their whole body in check. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal or take sheeps as an example. Although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are stirred by a very small rudder, whatever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire and is itself set on fire by hell. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless, evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father, and with it, we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? 
My brothers and sisters, can a fig tree bear olives or a grape, a grapevine bear figs? Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. Hallelujah. James is very, um, this, this, this part of the Bible really on its own uh, from verse one to 12 is self-explanatory. Um, if we look at Genesis and if we look at Genesis one, when God was creating the world, when God was creating the world, um, the Bible tells us that it had no form, it had no shape, hallelujah. And the Bible in, in chapter two of, uh, of, the, of the book of Genesis, the Bible tells us how he created the heavens and the earth. Um, everything that he created, except when he got to, to Adam, everything that he created, he used his words. He used his mouth to create, hallelujah. Let there be light, there was, let there be uh, creatures of the sea, there, there, there were, let there be birds in the sky, there, there were, let there be, let there be, let there be, and there was. And even when he wanted to create a man, he said, let us create someone in our own image, in our own likeness. So he went ahead and took um, mud, and he created Adam, praise his holy name. So everything that he did, he used his mouth, hallelujah. And as children of God, the Bible tells us that he has put the power of life and death on our tongues, praise his holy name. So the Bible also tells us that as Jesus was, so are we, hallelujah. And we know, we know that he was, that he was with the father when the, when the world was being created, hallelujah. For um, John says so in the first chapter, the first three verses of, of the first chapter, at the beginning was the word, the word was, the word was God, the word was with God. And he goes on to say that everything was created by him and nothing that was created was not created by him in a nutshell. So if, if we are as Jesus was, if we have the life of God in us, so we have the power, we've been given the power to create, hallelujah. We've been given the power to create and that power to create is on our tongues, hallelujah. When Jeremiah was given um, the authority to build, to destroy, hallelujah. In the first, in the first chapter of, of Jeremiah, when he was given the authority to, to, to build, to uproot, to destroy, to build, hallelujah, he wasn't given any tools to do so. The power to do so was put on, her, on his tongue, hallelujah. In his words, he was given that power. Now, Considering all that information and all that fact, and considering the fact that we have we have the same the same authority as the one that was given to Jeremiah, if not more, because we have the, the spirit of the living God in us and with us. Considering that we have 
that power, hallelujah. Now, how do we use that power? Because life and death are on our tongues, hallelujah, on the powers of, of, of our tongue, hallelujah. Um, Pastor said so earlier when we, uh, can you still hear me? Or has the connection gone bad? No, we can hear you. You can still help me, good. Um, sorry to keep asking you that. It's just because as of um, lately, people have been telling me when I'm on when 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 I'm doing these sessions that uh, not not only here that when I'm doing this that they can't hear me when I put on the, the the video or when or even when I take it off. So something is a bit funny with um with my with my Wi-Fi, but we move um now. I was saying that with the same power, Pastor was saying that um, life and death, and that's true, that's what the Bible says, that life and death are in the powers of our tongue. Now, if that is the case, then what are we saying with our mouths? Hallelujah. James put it right. He said, with the same mouth, we praise God and we curse men who were made in his likeness. And I have seen how, again, I'm going to go in the context of what I, the people that I know, I can't speak of um, Ugandan culture because I'm not very familiar with it and I don't know, um, and I don't know, uh, so many Ugandans, but in in the context of uh, of Burundians and um, and Rwandese, we tend to have more or less similar cultures. But it's not just that. But I also I came to this country and I found almost the same culture, whereby we convince ourselves that because we are seeing what we are seeing. Because we are saying what we are seeing, we are not sinning. Hallelujah. I'm only saying what I'm seeing. I'm not making anything up. I'm just saying what I saw. But my brother, if, if you see, um, if you see, I'm not saying that that should be, you, God forbid you, you, you will never see that. But if tomorrow you were to see your son killing someone, would it be the kind of thing that you will go, you will go on the roof to shout at every single person? Would you say to every single person? Or would you, if you are not careful, would you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you become an accomplice and hide what your son did because of love? then why aren't we our brother's keepers as the Bible tells us to be? Yes, you've seen it. But as a Christian, you don't see it. I don't see it in order for me to report it. Hallelujah. Um, the Bible tells us that without, without words, a quarrel dies. Hallelujah. That's in Proverbs. Without words, a quarrel dies. So what, what is your role 
when, when, when you reach places when they're talking about something or someone or something about someone, what is your position? Are you the gasoline in that conversation that will feed the fire? Actually, that will make you worse. Or are you the one who will divert the conversation so that it moves from that and goes on to something more helpful, more constructive? Hallelujah. What kind of Christian are you? The Bible, I'm surprised that the Bible says, James says that he who is able to keep his mouth intact is a perfect person. Nor he who is without sin, nor he who loves other people, nor he who helps the widows and whatnot, no, but he who is able to keep his tongue is a perfect man. Do, do we understand that? In Romans um, 9, um, 10, the Bible tells us that, um, the Bible tells us that we, we've, we've, with our heart, we believe, we've, with our mouth, confession is made. Hallelujah. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. Hallelujah. With our mouth. So you can believe in your heart, but until you make that confession, that Jesus died for you. Hallelujah. So when we call people, when, when we call people and, 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 and they uh, onto the, uh, on the altar and we help them accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior and, and, and so on as we, we, we normally do, we're not doing any, it's not a cultural thing. It's not something that we are doing. Um, it's, it's not a ritual. No, it's what the Bible tells us to do. We believe with our heart and we confess with our mouth. Hallelujah. And it's that we confess into salvation. Hallelujah. And it's only after confession that now you are saved. So we have people who know that Jesus is the son of God, that he died on the cross, but who cannot confess his name. So because they cannot refuse, don't want, whatever the reason is for their lack of confession, they are not saved. Simple as. It's not rocket science. Hallelujah. But James, the reason why James said that he who is able to control his mouth is a perfect man, he went on to explain why. He says that if you're able to control your mouth, then you can control the rest of your body. Hey, some of us have been struggling with one thing, but the key to break that bondage, the key to break that habit, the key to break that addiction, hallelujah, it's not into the seven steps of what not. No, the key to break into it is on the power of your tongue. 
Now, we fool ourselves when we say that we are only stating facts. How does he help an alcoholic to say that he lacks alcohol? How? We know, we can see it by the choices that you make and by you confessing, if, if me, a sinner, if I'm a sinner and I confess my sins, right? And I confess into righteousness, I become righteous through salvation, through Jesus Christ, I become righteous. At that moment, I haven't done anything to be righteous. Hallelujah. But I'm speaking righteousness over my life. Hallelujah. Through Christ, the righteousness in me. So I'm made righteous. I haven't done anything. Hallelujah. But it's with my confession that the journey begins. So I no longer call myself a sinner anymore. Hallelujah. Because by, by being confused on my identity, by being um, kind of twinning uh, with the, my old identity in the name of being humble, I'm only... Oh, Lord, I'm only a sinner. I'm telling God the identity that God doesn't have, on, doesn't have on my file anymore. He calls me righteous because of the righteousness of Christ in me. And it's because of that new identity that a journey begins. Some of us need to change the names that we call our children in order for us to start seeing change in our children. Hallelujah. Some of us need to stop gossiping about our colleagues, how wicked they are. We need to change the narratives that we have of our managers in order for us to see another person in them people. Praise his holy name. It does not benefit me to call her or him a wicked witch. I have the power of my tongue. For as long as I will continue to call her or him a wicked witch, my friend, I will continue to, 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 to receive, to harvest wickedness and witchcraft. Hallelujah. Because I don't know what that person is going through. I don't know why that person is acting that way. Hallelujah. So me speaking death over that person's life. No life is going to come out of that person. Am I preaching to someone this morning? Maybe I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. And we wonder, why, why is this child, how come I'm going to be true, true? Why is this child so stupid? You you're angry and you're telling that child off because of the bad results. And so, sometimes I wonder why I feed you. Honest, you lack nothing, yet there is nothing in your head. Okay? Continue saying that there is nothing in the head. And indeed, nothing will go in the head. Hallelujah. Nothing will go in the head. Because as a mother, 
Hey, now this is worse. I'm standing in a position of authority. Not only I have the power to create life or death into someone's life. Now we're talking about my child. My child. So I have a power. God has put special power on me as the mother. Hallelujah. On you as the father. Hallelujah. We are the authority that is above this child, whether in spiritual realm or physical realm. Hallelujah. Now, if that is the case, if that is the case, and I have the power to change my child's life, what am I choosing over this child's life? Praise his name. What am I choosing? What am I saying? Pastor Belize, shall I call my child smart? Shall I, shall I praise him even when he comes, um, he comes with bad results? I'm not telling you to praise him. But instead of cursing him, speak life over his life. I can see the results, but I know there is potential in you. I know you can do better. I know you are a smart child. This does not represent the person that you are. So show me what, let, let this next time be a proof of what God has made you. He has called you to be the head, not the tail. You are wise. You are full of God's wisdom. All wisdom has been given to you. So act accordingly. Hallelujah. You are wise. Therefore, you hanging with those children, you are not together. You are not revealing the wisdom of God in you. So start revealing the wisdom of God in you. Some of our children, especially as African parents, hey, we can be our own worst enemy. Hallelujah. It has reached a point where the, the YouTube and internet, now they make jokes about how we are, how we speak to our children, how we, we laugh about it. But it's not a funny matter. The things that we say to our children, and no wonder in, in, in every day, in every blessed week in London, there is a story of a child who died on our streets. Those children had to go find their identity somewhere else. Hallelujah. Because we did not put... Um, I don't know what the word is in, in, in English. Guard the fool. It's, it's them things that they build in Africa. They build them like on, on balcony. They build them. Um, they are like design thing for. Anyway, guarding things. Hallelujah. Let me just call it FS or guardrails. They're not really rails, but let's just say guardrails. We did not put them around our children. Hallelujah. 
the walls, we did not build walls around our children. We did not affirm our children. We did not tell them that they were men enough. So they go out on the street for the street to define them. It is, it is high time that we change and apply the word of God in our everyday life. It's one thing to read about it. It's another thing to live by it. Hallelujah. Faith without work is dead. That's what James says. Faith without work is dead. So what are we doing? What are we doing? Hallelujah. Oga, madam, you calling out uh, the, the mistakes of your husband and calling him by those mistakes, you've done so for the past, what, 10 years? 15? Five? Two years? Have you seen a change? No. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So if you are not seeing a change, don't you think you are not doing the right thing? Hallelujah. I have been put next to my husband as the helper. Sorry, you will, you, you will see that in my preaching, most of the times I address women because that's, that's, that's my calling, I guess. Um, I've been put next to my husband as a helper. Hallelujah. Now, a helper is someone who comes um, to help, as the word says, to, to help someone reach a particular goal. Hallelujah. Now, it can be that your husband has this, 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 and that. But a, by you calling him what he is not, and I, oh, okay, let me put an example. Um, he's not good with money. Let me put that, let, let, me, let, me, let me give an example. Uh, he spends a lot. Your role as the helper is to advise, but you can't advise if you are criticizing. Hallelujah. And some of us, some of us criticize our husbands as though we're speaking to children in a very condescending way. I don't understand. And we, not that I don't understand, and I'm giving you an example. How, how, how did you do this? I don't understand. This is simple. What? How? If it was that simple, he wouldn't have failed you. Someone used to say, a friend of mine used to say that common sense is not always common. Just because something looks simple to you does not mean that it's simple to someone else. Hallelujah. Sometimes we need to go in the background and check why is this guy, why does this guy like to spend so much? Maybe he likes to spend because there was luck at some point in his life. Hallelujah. There was luck at some point in his life. And because of the luck, now everything that he, he gets, he feels like 
he needs to satisfy himself because tomorrow he's not going to have anything. So he lives in that poverty mentality. Now, by you calling him a useless man, irresponsible, can't even look after his own family, he's not a man, he's da 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 da. Now, what you are doing, now you are even creating now another problem of lack of self-esteem. Everyone else can praise him, but until you, you praise him, until I praise Claude, it doesn't matter who praises him. He will still feel useless and worthless. Now, you as his wife, if you have authority over your child, you have authority in your marriage. Hallelujah. You've called out the wrongs in him. He didn't change. Now start calling the right ones. Hallelujah. So stop now stop saying, ah, Urumaraya. You, you are, I've never seen a man who is so possessed by the love of women like you. Okay, now you've said it. Now the devil is saying, thank you for giving me materials to work on. He cheated on you once, he cheated on you twice. I'm not an advocator of that. I hate it. However, change the narrative. If you don't know what to say, ask the father who is full of wisdom. Father, what, what, what do I need to do in this circumstance? What do I need to do, Father? Hallelujah. Jesus told his disciples that there are some demons that will not flee unless you fast and pray. So maybe you need to fast and pray before you open your mouth. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, a man speaks. So whatever a person is saying is what was bubbling within the person. Hallelujah. So if you speak, though, if in you, anger, bitterness, and because you are hurt, you want to hurt that person, we do that. I'm as guilty of that as anybody else. Hallelujah. Sometimes I will be hurt and, and I wanted that person to feel my hurt. And I will say hurtful things. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. One second. Praise the Lord. So I will say hurtful things. But how do hurtful things now help my marriage? How do they help me? How do they help my children? How do they help my parents? How does it help that I call my family a band of witches and wizards? How? Does it help? But the enemy tells you, you are not lying. You're only quoting facts. 
But do, does every fact needs to be called out? Especially when you're cursing, call them out when you are rebuking them. When you are praying over them and now don't go spiritual and look at your husband and say, I rebuke the spirit of foolishness in you. That's not wisdom. That's you in a nutshell insulting him. You can still rebuke the spirit without making him feel like a foolish man. Hello? You can still rebuke that spirit without making that child feel stupid and dumb. I rebuke dumbness in you. I rebuke stupidity in you. For this spirit of stupidity has gone out of control. What kind of prayer is that? You are not rebuking. You are spiritualizing your insults. Hallelujah. Rebuke it. But rebuke it with wisdom. Hallelujah. Because let's not deceive ourselves. God knows what is bubbling in our hearts. And you can spiritualize everything that you want. But at the end of the day, the maker of heaven and earth can still see, search deep within me and separate my thoughts. He knows what's within me. So I can sugarcoat it. I can spiritualize it all I want. It's not going to change it. It's not going to change that I have spoken death over someone's life. Hallelujah. I'm not the one who started it. That's another excuse. I'm not the one who started it. Does it matter who started it? But you let, let you be the end of that conversation. Let you be the end point of it. Yes, someone started it. Now don't let me don't let me go on to people who are uh, ill speaking of the servants of God. In the name of, it's out in the public. Let us be our brother's keepers. So every non-believer is talking about how pastor so-and-so was caught in so-and-so. This is a member of the body of Christ. He might not be your leader. Hallelujah. And God help us because even as pastors, when we hear, as leaders, when we hear something about a leader of another church, it's an opportunity to bring that leader down. But what we are forgetting, in the name of, don't even go in, in if, if that church leader is within the same community as you. You start seeing uh, his, his folk coming your side. But what you are forgetting is that some of them, some of them will be lost. These are souls. There are mature um, children of God in the house of God. There are teenagers in the spirit in the house of God. And there are babes in the house of God. 
Now, all those people will be affected, but more so the babies in the church. Now, you can imagine if someone who's standing before you as a spiritual father, when we were saved, we, we used to see our pastors and our leaders as though they were perfect people and they had no room for a mistake. Thank God we grew up and we understand that we understood that they are humans just like us. Hallelujah. It's just that God entrusted them, anointed them for a purpose such as the one they're fulfilling. Hallelujah. Yes, they ought to be blameless. Yes. Yes. But now, if they sin, am I saying that if I see my pastor sinning, I'm not going to call out that pastor? No, that's not what I'm saying. With love and wisdom, I will approach the person and tell the person, this is not right. This is not right. Hallelujah. And there are procedures. If that doesn't change, the Bible says then I put it in the council of the elders. But no, we will not follow the procedure. The next thing I'll be calling Sonia. Chai, hey, did you hear what happened? Mm. Mm, 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 mm. I know, I know. Mm. By doing that, have you ever noticed that when you say I'm only quoting facts, you will add something that is your own. All of the sudden, you are the football commentators. We'll, you'll be watching the same football as them, but they make comments and there, there is a reason. Why, why don't we watch football with our commentators? Because there is spiciness they bring into it. Hallelujah. They look at the players. They look at the field. They look at the game. They look at the supporters. They look, you know, and they get paid ridiculous amount of money for simply saying the same things that we are watching. But they have a way of reporting it. It's not on the radio, it's on TV. It's not recorded, it's live. We are watching the same thing at the same time. But they have a way they report it. Some of us need to resign from that reporting position. No one has made you a reporter for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. If you're gonna report anything, report goodness and kindness. Hallelujah. And I don't know why as people, we like to report bad things. Just bad things. You're not gonna hear good things spread like wildfire, but I dare you. You can be a pastor for 10 years, living righteously. I dare you to do one small thing. People who don't know you will know you. They will now know you. They didn't know you before. They didn't care about your ministry. But now, people will know you. And guess what? Out of the hundred people that have heard that, how many 
How many will go on their knees, cry and weep? Because if Reverend Reuben falls, it's not just him who falls. He has children. He, his children will have children. He has people he lead in the church. Hallelujah. Those men that he lead in the church have wives and homes that they lead themselves. They have colleagues at work who look at them as an example. So you can, if you look at the ramification and the damage, the devil is not after Reverend Reuben. He doesn't care. But he's after God. Hallelujah. He is after God. And because he's after God, he's going to tarnish the name of God. Because if the name of Reverend Reuben is tarnished, people will say, don't you see the Barokori that we were, they're always out there pretending to be holy. You see the Barokori? Now, imagine how we're going to convince people of the goodness of the kingdom of God. No wonder we called frosters. Because we were not our brother's keepers. Hallelujah. Pastor Belize, are you advocating sin? No, I am not 100% no. But I'm reminding you of who you are and who I am. I am a brother's keeper, not a judge. Judge not so that you will not be judged. Hallelujah. In what authority and power? Woe to you who dares to judge an anointed one. Woe to you who dares to curse an anointed one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Did God forsake David because... Um, because he slept with Uriah's wife. God was upset with him. God punished him. But God did not abandon him. God still loved David. He went ahead later to make a covenant with him that his posterity will always be on the throne of Israel. This is the same man, not only who stole someone's life, wife, but also killed the husband in the name of hiding his sin. Hallelujah. So while I'm, I'm cursing and, 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 and shaming, and shaming Reverend Reuben, I don't know at what moment exactly he went and repented. And what to me, if I'm quoting sins that no longer exist in the eyes of the Lord. Because if God has forgiven him, God does not remember anymore. 
And guess what that becomes? It becomes a lie because I'm telling things that don't exist anymore. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of doing what? Of saying what I say, what I saw. Without thinking about the consequences that it's going to have on the body of Christ. May God forgive us. Hallelujah. What am I preaching you today? What am I saying today? Let me close by saying that he who keeps his mouth is a perfect, who keeps his tongue is a perfect man. If you're able to keep your tongue, you will be able to keep your whole body. Hallelujah. It's not, you can be trying to lose weight, but if you keep saying, I love sugar so much, I can't be without it, then you will be falling into eating sugar. Yet you're trying, you've tried with everything within your powers to stop eating sugar. But you cannot say one thing and hope to live by another. With our mouths we create, we, there is life, we give life. Hallelujah. I have authority over sugar, I have power over sugar. My mouth is not, I don't have a sweet tooth. My mouth is sweet, but I don't have a sweet tooth. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I can control sugar. Every time I see something sweet, I don't lose control. I'm a woman of control. I can compose myself. We need, there are things that will be broken if we start speaking life rather than what we see, rather than the reality. What is the reality? I'll tell you the reality. The reality is that you have been given power and control over your life. The reality is there is life on your tongue. The reality is you are stronger than the thing that you are battling. Hallelujah. That is the reality. That is the breaking news. The reality is your husband is a mighty man. The reality is he is a faithful man. The reality is that you and him together, you will serve the Lord. That is the reality. That is the breaking news. Not that he can, not that he can keep his pants on. No, that's a lie from the devil. The reality is soon he will understand who he is. The reality is he's breaking from that bondage. Hallelujah. That is the reality. Now go pray. Go fast. There are some spirits that will not live unless we pray and fast. I'm a firm believer of that. Now go pray. Go fast. I'll tell you a small testimony. See, the, the thing is, we need, we need to understand that when we made covenant with God, we need to understand that when we gave 
the word. See, it's it's easy for a woman to say for better, for worse, for um, for better, for poor. No, hold on. For poorer, for richer. I did my vows in French. You will excuse me. For richer, for poor. For better, for worse. Until sick, um, in sickness and in health. Until death, death do us part. We're excited on that day, especially women. We couldn't wait to wear that dress. Well, me, not that much. But I was very young, so it didn't really... Anyway, that's another story for another day. But we make those vows for better, for worse. For better, for worse. Now that you are going through this, you are calling this man all these names, my sister, change. And when we make the covenant with God to follow him, you can't, unless two agree together, they cannot walk, unless two agree, they cannot walk together. Unless you agree on the principles of God. And if you don't understand them, ask God, God, help me see myself the way you see me, not the way, not the way I see myself. Change the way I see myself. Help me see me the way you see me. Hallelujah. Help me see me the way you see me. Praise his holy name. Hallelujah. And it's only then that you will begin to change. And we, we desperate, we desperate for a change. Unfortunately, Christianity nowadays, we, we are not committed we, we hear the word, it enters here, it comes out here. May God help us. Today, I did not come. When I said I was thankful that I was here, I wasn't saying it in a religious way that we say, no, yes, I'm thankful that I'm alive, but I'm most thankful that I'm here and I'm able to preach. Why? Because since, since 4 a.m., no, it was 3, since 3 a.m., my daughter was up. She had a troubled night, so she woke up, the last one, so she woke up. And she wouldn't sleep again. And I caught the verse um, in the Bible about sleep. I spoke over her life. I told her, you will close your eyes and you will sleep. Hallelujah. I caught, is it Proverbs um, 6, 4, I believe. I wanted to check it again. The point is, um, I prayed for him to for her to sleep. She would not sleep, and I was looking at the time, and I was like, "If she's like this, it was getting to four, and I was if she's like this, I'm not gonna be able to preach. How am I gonna be able to preach for a whole hour while she's running up and down? And because I made a promise." Hallelujah. I made, I made a promise. With my mouth, I made a vow, a promise. Hallelujah. To Reverend Reuben that I will be here on Friday. And I have to honor the words that I have given him. Why? Because I don't like to take my words lightly. Hallelujah. When I made that promise to him, heavenly angels were there. Do you understand that? 
Heavenly angels were there. They sealed that promise. Hallelujah. If with our mouth we confess salvation and our lives changed, there is power on our mouths. So I say, God, I don't want to let anybody down. More importantly, I don't want to let heavens down. Five o'clock came. There was no way I was going to send a message to say, I can't preach. Hallelujah. I said, God, you are a God of miracle. This child slept at 20 past five. Something knocked her down and she slept. 20 past five. So when I say, I thank God that I'm here, I meant it. Hallelujah. Not because my alarm didn't go off, no. But because this child would not sleep, she was restless, so was I. But praise his holy name. When I came in, the first thing I heard the pastor praying about was the tongue. I said it at the beginning. Hallelujah. So when you told that husband, it's for better and for worse. I hope you meant it. When you told that wife of yours, for better, for worse, she looked pretty and beautiful on that day. And you looked at her and you melted. That was just your feet. That was just your body speaking. But now she has had four children. You impregnated her. Enjoyed the product of the results of your product, like the work of your hands. Hallelujah. How does it profit you to call her names? And you're praying unto God to do things for you. Don't you know? This is what this is what the Bible says. Where is he again? This is what the Bible says that do not grieve your wives. Why? Hallelujah. First Peter 3, 6 to 7. The Bible says that because it can be a hindrance to your prayers, my friend, my brother who's listening to me, change the way you talk to your wife. Peter said, speak to them. Treat them like you treat weak vessels. Hallelujah. They are fragile. We are fragile. I know, I don't look that fragile, but believe me, that's what Peter said. Hallelujah. And you were shocked that she's, she is the way she is. It's not an excuse the way she is. But you expect her to look good if you keep comparing her to other women. How they're this, how they're that, how they're beautiful, how they're tall, how they're short, how they're big, how they're small, how their bums are bigger, how their bums are smaller, how their belly, flat, whatever. Truth of the matter is, out of all the women in the world, you went and you chose her. Hallelujah. You chose her. We are not in the time where your father, your mother was choosing for you. You chose her. Whether you were drunk or sober, live with the consequences of your, of your, of your choices and start enjoying them. Start speaking life over her. She struggles with finances. You work hard, but everything you bring in, she destroys. 
destroy the spirit behind her. Not her, don't rebuke her, rebuke the spirit behind her. And treat her as you would treat a weak vessel. I'm not saying it, it's the Bible. Hallelujah. Love her the same way Christ loved his church. And see if you will not see change. Speak life over her life and see if you will not see change. Time is gone. My time is gone. But let me finish. Let me close with, oh, my time is really gone. Let me close with this. Every morning or every time when you can, this is the prayer. It's in Psalms 141 verse 3. It said, set a guard over my mouth, Lord. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Psalm 119 verse 171 and 173. It says, may my lips overflow with praise for you teach me your decrees. May my tongue sing of your word for all your commands are righteous. Thank you so much for listening to this sermon and I know you've been blessed. For more information about Shiloh Tabernacle and other sermons, please visit our website www.shiloh.org.uk and don't forget to follow us on all our social media platforms Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at ShilohLDN Once again, that's at ShilohLDN You've been listening to Shiloh Tabernacle London, changing lives, building dreams. Until next time, God bless.